Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In the documentary For the Birds, we follow an unusual woman named Kathy who lives with 200 pet chickens, ducks, geese, and turkeys. What starts out as a seeming what starts out as a story seemingly about Kathy's battle with a local animal advocacy group slowly transforms into an intimate drama about her relationship with her husband Gary and the toll the birds have taken on her marriage and on her well-being. Filmed over the course of 5 years, this this sensitive tale of a woman's world breaking down is poignant and absorbing in equal measure. Is, it is also ultimately one of hope about the possibility of regaining one's life. And the film is called For the Birds, and we're fortunate to have with us the producer as well as the director of the film, and I believe cinematographer, we'll get into that uh, as well, or shot some of it. And that would be um, Richard Myron. Richard, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks so much for having me. Richard, tell me a little bit about how you got to know Kathy and Gary Murphy. They are the focus of the film for uh, of for the birds. Tell me a little bit about how yeah. this story came to you. So um, this film began as a senior project when I was in college. I was interested in animal rescue and the human-animal relationship, and I volunteered at the Woodstock Sanctuary in upstate New York, um, and while I was there volunteering, they heard about this woman who had all these birds, and they were going to go check it out for the first time. So I just hopped in the car and brought my camera along just in case and um, met Kathy along with uh, Sheila from the sanctuary. Um, and as soon as I met Kathy, I was really struck by how warm she was and how welcoming she was. She was happy to be on camera. She was proud of her animals. And yet um, there was all this tension around the situation with her husband and with the sanctuary. So I knew that I had to keep filming. That's how it began. Yeah, as you're describing that, that initial meeting, that initial sort of uh, encounter with Kathy, I'm very curious how you made the transition from volunteer at the animal sanctuary to, oh, by the way, I'd like to film much of your life moving forward. I mean, what was that like? What was, how receptive was her initial reaction, but also her husband, Gary? I'd be curious about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I positioned myself from the get-go as, as a student making a film and not, I, I wasn't a staff member at the sanctuary, so right. I tried to make it clear that I was an independent uh, person from, from the sanctuary. And then um, after that very first visit, I got Kathy's contact information and then went up there a few weeks later with my uh, classmate, Jeffrey Starr, who um, ended up becoming a producer and editor on the film years later. Um, so Jeffrey and I went up and just spent time with Kathy and Gary and just got to know them as people and tried to, tried to open up our, our minds the greater context of their life. So it wasn't just about the birds. It was like, you know, what do you like to do for fun? What, you know, show us around the property. What, you know, just kind of laughing and joking and just getting to know them as people. Um, and that's kind of where that relationship really took a step forward. And then from that point onward, it was, 
you know, trying to kind of build and maintain relationships with with all these different um, actors in the situation. Um, even as the sanctuary was trying to kind of take birds from Kathy, I kind of had been gaining everybody's trust in the process. It seems like that was that's a theme in the film, uh, particularly as it relates to Kathy, about trust. Mm-hmm. And she, at some point, and we, I'm not going to give anything away beyond just describing that she has a has a, is in a situation where she believes that her trust has been violated in some way, mm-hmm. and this sort of yeah. delicate dance that's being done by the people from the Woodstock Animal Sanctuary are trying to finesse her into to certain types of certain things that she they want her to do so there is this mm-hmm. sort of there is that tension you're, you're describing so uh, i can see where yeah. i can see where once you had her trust maybe i'm extrapolating a little more than i should but i can see where if she mm-hmm. took you into her confidence it was something that you could count on from her moving forward yeah i mean i think i think when you're there to witness things and, li- and listen to people um, without judgment, they, you know, they really, they know you're, you're there for them. And, um, I think in that, you know, that particular turning point you're talking about, which we, we call the act one climax is, uh, is, um, was a really big moment and a big reversal for, for Kathy and this relationship with the sanctuary. And it, it was a tricky dance for me as a filmmaker too, because I wanted to kind of still, you know, understand and listen to all sides, um, but uh, the tension was rising pretty quickly, yeah. so I was caught in the middle. I want to talk about Kathy, and I also want to talk about her husband, Gary, um, and I, I want to be careful how I describe Kathy, because it would be it would be easy to describe her in a certain way that I think would not be fair to her. She seems to be, from the get-go, Kathy is an intelligent person uh, who appears almost from the opening scene with her to be sort of a frenetic sort of... uh, She seems in some way to be trying to manage an overwhelming situation, whether it is her mental stability whether it is her marriage, whether it is her ability to maintain some reasonable facsimile of caring for these dozens and dozens of birds on her on her that she's taking care of, there are there's a certain there's a certain edge to her. She seems frenetic. I guess that's the word I'm trying. I think yeah, that's appropriate. Sure, is that, is yeah. that is that a fair description of her? Yeah, I think I think so. I mean, I, I think Kathy sees herself as different from the people around her, and um, is proud to be that way. Um, she's yeah, she's got a she's got an energy to her um, that I, I, I found quite magnetic, um, and in a way, I, you know, I think her, her she speaks faster than she thinks sometimes because it, it, I mean, or I, or maybe the opposite, but her, you know. She speaks very quickly, and it's hard to keep up with her. But um, I, you know, was always leaning in and trying to trying to keep up with her. I guess yeah. would be the way to put it. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, she was dealing with a lot, a lot of um, 
forces of antagonism in her life. And I think that that was like a big part of the editing process for us um, uh, when we were trying to tell her story is that we really wanted Kathy to be a protagonist in the story and to and for the story to identify the things that Kathy was up against as opposed to the easier way to tell the story, which would be that Kathy is the obstacle uh, to her husband and to the birds and to the sanctuary. And, you know, um, so there, you know, there are, uh, there's like an easy judgmental way to tell the story yeah. and then the more difficult way to try to tell it from the inside out. And that was, Right. I would take that just a little further and say it's a very empathetic portrait of her, but in in many very important ways, it's a non-judgmental portrait of her as well. My point about the being frenetic was she seemed to be someone who's trying to cope with things that are right at her front door that are potentially overwhelming. And the and that is and that was to me the kind of why she acted and spoke the way she was because it felt like yeah. watching her she was on the verge of completely unwinding in front of us. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just yeah, yeah. And that's yeah, and then into this into the picture we we are introduced to her husband Gary, who is surprisingly calm, surprisingly uh, well, uh, well, I say well spoken, but clear-eyed about what the situation is and 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 also genuinely loves her no matter what mm-hmm. so yeah what was he like to get to know for you how how was how did he factor into <laughs> to the telling of the story I, he, I mean gary was a complicated person with a lot of layers uh and i could tell that from the get-go um he really wanted to talk about everything but the birds um, yeah, and and I think that that was part of his coping mechanism, um, and and something that you know, as as filmmakers, we kind of have to adjust to and and realize that like listening to him talk about everything else is actually you know what we should be doing, um, and the birds are always going to be under the surface there. Um, I think he. Over 10 years, they, uh, Kathy had been collecting these birds, and his reality had kind of adjusted to the situation gradually to the point where it was hard for him to know what it looked like for, from the outside. And so I think when the sanctuary arrived and started asking questions and pointing out issues with the birds, his eyes were opening uh, at the same time as Kathy's and and he, you know, started to realize how bad it was and, and uh, was caught in a predicament himself between, you know, how can I stand by my wife without uh, betraying her, but also encourage the removal of these birds. His dilemma we found quite interesting as well. It is. I just want to remind our listeners we're speaking with the director, producer, cinematographer, and editor for this fantastic new documentary called For the Birds, and that would be Richard Myron. I think at this point it's it's very important to set up just how isolated they were and how easy it would be to sort of float off into your own reality and under the cir- circumstances for Gary and for Kathy. They're out, describe sort of the setting for where they are 
And I don't know if we've done complete justice to just how many birds. I, I mentioned dozens and dozens, but <laughs> is, was there a count? So, yeah. so, so describe where they were and just how many birds we were, we were dealing sure. with. Okay. Yeah. Um, so they were about eight or nine miles outside the village of Ellenville, New York. Um, it's a pretty spread out uh, sparse community. Um, there, there are neighbors, you know, a little ways down, and, and um, neighbors across the street. Uh, but it, but their property was 27 acres with a lot of woods, and um, they lived in a mobile home that. Uh, was set on the property and had backyard pens with, um, I, between the backyard pens and the birds in the house, the, the count was somewhere around 200 birds, um, ducks, chickens, geese, and turkeys. Um, and there was never a, a real official head count, uh, but that, that was kind of the range that it was in. Okay. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's, there are neighbors nearby, but not super close. All right, and and into this into this situation or into their living um, arrangement, you come into the picture as an, someone who wants to tell their story, and into this again we sort of I feel like we're not giving quite the amount of uh, play to the Woodstock Animal Sanctuary, and into this yeah. Sheila comes um, to essentially begin the negotiations with Kathy, try to take care of the birds because as much as as much as she loves the birds, and by the way, I think it's important to point out that the birds respond to Kathy in ways that indicate that there are there's a real bond. There is an honest to God bond. She's not just sort of managing these these birds and without any sort of sense of them and, and the relationship that she has to them. So there is that. But in comes Sheila to try and negotiate, finesse, cajole, talk her into giving some, if not all, of these birds up. So it's part of the film, this process of, of giving Kathy the, her own, under her own volition, to start getting rid of some of these birds. So what is she, now Sheila and the other people who come in from the Woodstock Animal Sanctuary are... Terrific. Everyone could not be more accommodating and uh, sort of coming in without guile or threat to Kathy. But describe sort of that that sort of part of the film where they are trying to get her to sort of understand yeah. what the situation is with these birds. Well, yeah, I mean, for the Woodstock Sanctuary, uh, you know, at the time they, they had about 200 animals, uh, including... Uh, pigs and cows and goats and sheep, uh, as well as all kinds of birds. Um, so they're they're in a position where they are being called all the time to rescue animals um, by you know anyone who sees a, a pig on the side of the street is calling Woodstock Sanctuary to um, to rescue them. And so they're kind of managing all these rescues and trying not to get in over their head as well. So. Um, that's one of the limiting factors on their end. So they come into to Kathy's situation and they see all these birds and while they want to take them away and rescue them, um, they don't actually have the capacity to, to take all of them at once. And so they're, part of the delicacy of the negotiations is, is how can we get Kathy to improve 
her pens and her living situation for these birds, while also you know finding adoptive homes for as many birds as we can take away at a time. Um, and so, uh, and and at the same time, underneath all this is is that um, the sanctuary is seeing Kathy as a hoarder. I mean, for for their purposes, they you know see this as a hoarding situation that's you know a really urgent situation. Um, and that, you know, that label was something, I think, as a filmmaker that I had to really try to move past, even though I entered the situation uh, with them calling it a hoarding case, I was trying not to see Kathy as a hoarder and trying to see Kathy as, uh, you know, in the greater context of her life. But that wasn't the sanctuary's job. And so, so that was kind of part of the tricky uh, perspective issue here is that the sanctuary's job was to rescue these birds. I was trying to kind of see the humanity in everybody at the same time. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah I, don't, I don't know if that answered your no, question. No, you did. But, you did. Uh, and yeah. and I, yeah, and Richard, because there, again, we have spent a lot of time just with the story about Kathy and the, and the sanctuary and all this. I want to let our listeners know that we're not maybe we're not even halfway through the film in terms of the story it tells okay and i want right. people to understand right. that i really truly want to convey to them while we've spent a lot of time sort of with what we've been talking about kathy and gary and the sanctuary and sheila and all the rest of it there is so much more to this documentary and i really want people and i, I feel like this is a good place for us to sort of l- sure. leave it to our audience to go to check this out because it's about Kathy, it's about Gary, it's about their relationship, it's about a lot of things in this film. There are certain films that when you're watching them, you're, they're interesting, they keep, you know, they're do, they, you know, all the sort of things you would want in a story, a lot of the different kind of protagonist, antagonist kind of stuff. But this is a film that sneaks up on you, and, I, and it's partly because of the different turns that the film takes in their story. But it's also in the way that you told the story. And you touched on it earlier, and I really want to come back to this, how non-judgmental this this filmmaking is in terms of you allow everyone in the film an opportunity to present themselves in their, in their true form, good and not so good. Nobody is bad in the film in terms of what their objectives are or their point of view. No one is out to screw somebody or do somebody in everyone is moving in the same direction but it is a film and this is i really think this is the strength of the film we are just watching a story that we can sympathize with everyone in it and i think that's yeah thank you (laughs) yeah that is truly yeah i mean go ahead yeah (laughs) no i mean that that's just how we felt as filmmakers and, and jeffrey and i when we were editing that was always the goal was, you know, just to try to make sure everyone's motivations were clear and to, you know, I guess, I guess allow the audience to um, understand everyone through their actions as much as possible. And I think that that's kind of like a storytelling, like screenwriting principle that we were trying to adhere to is like, you know, not, um, not just let people talk, but like just show, show what they do and show how they react situations and um, and that if we can try to tell the emotional truth of this person was feeling this way so they did this as, as purely as possible then then it would 
allow that. Um, yeah. So all those perspectives to come through, I guess. Yeah. I, I, you did. Uh, you just did. You did that. And it makes for an, an emotional film that has about as happy an ending. And, well, I, it, that's even... It has it has an ending that um, you, as a viewer, will you're going to feel warm-hearted about it. There's there's there are things along the way that uh, uh, will surprise you, and other things will will move you. And at the end of it, it's a it's a terrific watch. It's a terrifically well done documentary, and I I, I applaud you not only for your patience, but uh, and also for your eye for capturing Kathy and Gary and Sheila and these people. Uh, in a way that, again, gives you the chance to show us them and why they're doing what they're doing, but also the the, the patience to stay with a story that takes, uh, you know, some sharp turns. And um, uh, that's terrific filmmaking, Richard. So um, congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. It means a lot to hear that. Thank you. Well, you're very welcome. Uh, the film, again, is called For the Birds, and you can go to, surprisingly enough, forthebirdsdocumentary.com to find out more about the film and about uh, screenings and ways in which you uh, can, can find out more about uh, you know where to see it and how to see it. But um, I want to, uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for being here on Film School today for the film For the Birds. Um, Richard... Myron, the director, producer, cinematographer, editor. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.